This podcast was brought to you by Pastor Mike Calstrip and Fellowship Church. For more information, visit thefellowship.church. Can I have a little Bible study together? Let's open our Bibles to James chapter 1 again. Uh, by the way, for those of you that are watching online, we're glad that you can be with us this evening. I don't know how well it was for you to actually hear some of the testimonies, but they were really good, praise God. So we're glad you're with us this evening. James chapter 1, let's uh, find that opening in your Bibles or on your device, however, you know, whatever it is that you're using. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your living word. Thank you, Father, because it is the entrance of your word that gives light. It gives understanding to us. It helps us, Father God, to know the path that you have for us. So, Father, as we behold these wonderful things from the law of liberty, I just want to thank you, Father, for your grace upon our lives here tonight as we receive the Word of God. We thank you, Father, for the encouragement of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord God, for the Spirit of God's working to provide answers to the questions that we might have. And so I just thank you, Father, for your blessing in every way in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Notice this verse of Scripture. You're familiar with it in verse 21. It says, Wherefore lay apart or aside all filthiness... And King James says superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> uh, that's not terminology that we typically use. But another translation says that we should get rid of all of the moral filth and evil that is so prevalent. And that certainly is true in the days in which we're living. But he said to lay aside or get rid of it. So praise God, if you want to live right, if you want to live for God, if you want to obey God, if you want to be blessed then praise God, you're the one that has to put this stuff away where your life is concerned. Hallelujah. And then it says, and receive with meekness or humility the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be a doer of the word of God and not just hearers only deceiving yourselves. So we've been talking last week, we talked about putting God's word to work for us. And uh, I asked the question, I'll ask it again this evening, you know, how many of you have been blessed as a result of the word in your life? Oh boy. I mean, we had a few testimonies and things of that nature, but I mean, at the, at the very center and at the core of our lives, it's all because of, his, of Jesus and his word that has brought such transformational change within our lives as, as human beings, as people. And not only that, to become a child of God. The Bible said, John said, now, beloved, are you the sons of God? It does not yet appear what you shall be, but praise God, we know that when we see him, we'll see him as he is. Hallelujah. So, I, I think I did. I've got to get onto this rig. I told him, you know, the one that we have is, is pretty slanted. I said, I don't like that, man. I'm, I'm, you know, chasing stuff around, trying to hang on to it. So they got me this rig. I don't know if they meant for me to you know, do one of these deals or whatever, you know. So <laughs> I don't think that's what they had in mind, but hey, it works. Anyway, <clears throat> but we're so blessed. Everybody say, I'm blessed. Yes. Oh, thank God for his word, because it's the word of God that brings blessing in every person's life. And I'm so thankful for it. Amen. And that doesn't mean that life isn't without challenges. You know that. I know that. But God's word is eternally true, and we can stand on it in the midst of adversity, in good times and in bad. You know, wherever it is we may find ourselves, thank God his living, eternal word stands sure and strong. 
And so naturally, there are going to be those times, you know, when you just have to stand on the word. Praise God. I think about Daniel quite a bit because here he got sold off into slavery. He ended up in Nebuchadnezzar's king in the palace and things of that nature because of uh, uh, the place that he found himself in as one having been chosen. But you know, nobody likes to get hauled off someplace where you don't want to go and become a, essentially a slave. And that's exactly what happened. You could get pretty discouraged. But you know this, you can bloom wherever you're planted if you want to. Joseph's another great example. His, his own brother sold him off into slavery. Actually, they wanted to kill him. You know, they hated him. And they envied him because his dad liked him, you know, more maybe than the rest of them. So he had all these things going. And, and you know, the thing about it is where Joseph's concerned, he didn't, he didn't ask for any of that. I mean, it isn't that he, you know, positioned himself as just being ornery. It, it was just a, a place of grace and blessing that was on his life. And, and others hated him for it. And so you have to realize sometimes, you know, that, that when you walk with God, there's going to be people that aren't always that excited about it. But you don't have to let that bother you. don't have to let that move you. And in those situations, whether it was in Joseph's life or even in Daniel's, you know, I mean, they got into some different things, you know, where uh, God had to show up and he did. And not only did he preserve them alive, but he promoted them and he blessed them. And I believe he wants to do the same thing for all of us. Amen. Now, some folk, they may not agree with that, but that's all right. You know, amen. You know, put down your rocks. Uh, there's enough of that going on when the body of Christ doesn't need to get involved with it, do they? Huh? Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway. So one of the points that we made in all of this, just a very simple truth. But the blessing of life and good success are the result of you and I becoming or being doers of the word. In other words, you want your life to be blessed? Do the word. Find out what the Bible has to say. Put it into practice. You know, Steve didn't testify, but he, he, you know, he, he gave me an amen there. And I just think about his life. And he's, he shared this before, but I'm telling you, the guy was a mess when I met him as a young man. And uh, the devil had his life uh, uh, totally jacked up. And you know what? He called on the name of the Lord and surrendered his life to him. And I tell you what, you talk about God turning somebody's captivity, you're looking at it right there. And how his life has been so blessed. A wonderful wife and family and all of the, the things that anyone could ever wish for. And again, it doesn't mean he doesn't have challenges any different than all the rest of us. But he's made a decision to walk with God and to follow after God. And you know, the Bible says David was a man after God's own heart. And because of that, David was blessed. Are you listening to me? And the same thing's true with all of us. So the blessings of life and good success are the result of being doers of the word. You're familiar with Psalm 1-1 where it says, Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful. But that person's delight is in the word of God or the law of the Lord. And in it does he meditate day and night. Verse 3 describes him as saying that he shall or she shall be like, she shall be like, he shall be like. See, when you're practicing the word, when you make the word of God your delight, you know, there comes a fruition 
a, a coming to pass or it shall come to pass in your life when you're doing it. And a lot of people, they're impatient about seeing these things manifested in their lives. And a lot of times they cut, them, they cut their own feet out from underneath them, you know, by becoming frustrated, disgusted, uh, maybe blame. I mean, because that's what, God, that's what the devil, uh, the God of this world wants you to do. But if you stay the course, if you're not weary and well-doing, the Bible says you'll reap in due season if you don't faint. So that scripture there in verse 3 says that you or I or whoever shall be like a tree that's planted by rivers of water that bring forth our fruit in our season, our leaf also shall not wither, I should say. And then it says, uh, and whatever he or she does will what? Hallelujah. Your life will be blessed. Now notice it goes on in verse 4. Can you put 4 up there? The ungodly aren't like that. But they're like the chaff which the wind drives away. Verse 5. And therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly will perish. So it's, it's a pretty simple kind of thing, you know. There's good and there's ugly and bad and all of that. And God just says, choose good so that you and your seed can live. You know, Jesus, when he said, he talked about this, talking about the word, the value of God's living word in your life. And he said, if you continue in my word, continue means, in other words, you, you make it a path of, of doing or practice or whatever. If you'll continue doing the word of God, it's not enough just to do it here for, well, you know, I've been doing that, you know, I about, I don't know, six months ago, but then I quit. No, we're going to be lifelong learners, and we're going to be people that are practicing the Word of God throughout our lives. Amen? And he just said, if you'll continue in my Word, then you're my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you what? Free. Thank God for freedom. Amen? That you don't have to be bound by anxiety. You don't have to be bound by fear. You don't have to be bound by worry. You know, and all of the things and this and that and the other. Why? Because God is taking a father's place in your life and a father's care to see to it that you're cared for and you can trust in him. Are you listening to me? And so thank God every morning we can get up and say, Father, I just want to thank you because you've blessed my life so much. I tell you, it don't cost, it pays to serve God. Can you say Amen. So in another place, when God was instructing Joshua, he told him, he said, don't let the word of God depart from your mouth, but meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that's written therein, that thou mayest observe to, what's that next word? Do according to all that's written therein. For then you'll make your way prosperous, you'll have good success. You know, in the scriptures, when Paul, for example, was writing in, in Ephesians, I feel like we need to go there. Let's go over there to, uh, I think it's the fourth, uh, could be the fourth chapter or the fifth chapter of Ephesians. But uh, <clears throat> we're talking about putting the Word of God to work within our lives. And essentially, the answer to that is how, in asking how you do it, is you just start practicing what it says, obeying it. Notice what it says here. Um, let's see here. I'm going to back up a little bit. Uh, yeah, chapter 4. Um, well, let's start with verse 17. 
because there's a clear distinction the Apostle Paul is making here in these verses. He says, This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth, or from this moment forward, walk not as other Gentiles or unbelievers walk, in the vanity or the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves up to lasciviousness or all kinds of, you know, uh, uh, immoral types of behavior, uh, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Now, isn't that funny? Because, you know, uh, this immorality that we see is so coupled and tied together with greed. You know, so it, it just corrupts people. Uh, on a major kind of level. and uh, But notice it says in verse 20, aren't you glad for the 20th verse? But you have not so learned Christ. Aren't you glad for that? Thank God we don't have to act like the world. If so be that you've heard him and been taught by him because the truth is in Jesus. Now notice it says that you put off concerning your former, King James used the word conversation or manner of life of the old man, which is corrupt according to its deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds. Hallelujah. And notice it says, and that you put on the new man. Everybody say, thank God for the new man. Yeah, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, put away lying. Speak every man, let every man speak truth with his neighbor, for we're members one of another. Be angry and sin not, and let not the sun go down upon your wrath. In other words, you have to deal with anger. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things that are good that he may give to him that needs. And let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of uh, redemption. Let all bitterness, anger, wrath, clamor, evil speaking, let it be put away from you with malice. And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So there's a lot in these verses, aren't there? Isn't there? I should say. You know, but I think the point that I wanted to make is, is that a, a, the Apostle Paul is dealing with issues like lying, anger, huh? corrupt communication, or we could call it evil speech, and stealing. These are just all works of the flesh, you know. And God says, you've not learned Christ, so don't walk in this stuff anymore. Don't allow your flesh to be the one that's dictating how it is that you're going to live. And he said to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So you've got to get your mind renewed to the word of God and think like God thinks instead of like the world thinks. Now, they might think you're crazy, but thank God at least we're happy. Huh? And our lives aren't being destroyed. And we have peace. I mean, what kind of a price can you put on that? Amen? So it's important. So when we look at life's outcomes... You know, if it, you know, the Bible talked about uh, people of faith, and it talks about how that you're to follow their faith and, and, and consider their outcome. You know, that's what my wife and I, we've endeavored to do that. Man, I want to find, I want to follow people that have been living for God all their lives. They live out the full length of their days, and they live for God, and they go home and be with, heaven, and be, uh, with Jesus. That's what I want. I don't want somebody that went down the road halfway and something happened. 
Can you turn this down just a little bit? Can you, can you hear that ringing? Yeah, let's, let's, let's stop that. All right, is that better? Okay. So, so um, <clears throat> it's important for us, you know, to understand that there's these two different sides. But when we look at life's outcome, everything depends upon what you and I do with the Word. You know, there was a couple... Uh, that we had the privilege of, of meeting that lived out in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, Don and Joe Brunk. And uh, um, we had uh, numerous opportunities to be able to go out there. And um, um, it was just a delight to be around this couple. They were quite elderly, and, and they've since now gone on to be with the Lord. But I tell you what, they love Jesus, and they serve Jesus, and they were engaged in the kingdom of, of God there was no, no um, pretense about them. There was no judgment about them. They were just super loving, 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 wonderful people. And they, they blessed our lives, you know, just by our virtue of having uh, the privilege of even knowing them and, and just being around them. Man, that's what I want. I said, that's what I want. You know, when I'm 80 years old, I want to be able to be a blessing to people. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Now, i got a ways to go. But I'm just saying, you know, that, that you, know, you give shape to the way that your life's going to be. If you want to be grumpy, you can be grumpy, dude. You know, if you want to be unhappy, you can be unhappy. You know, if you want to, you know, always have an axe to grind or find fault and all that, you can do that. Or, praise God, you can find something in life that is good and, and nurture those kinds of things because... Everything depends on what you and I do or practice where the Word of God is, is concerned. And the Word admonishes us, teaches us, exhorts us, you know, to do good. It doesn't it? And say, you know, if you feel a little bit ornery some morning when you wake up and you want to be all, you know, all bad and whatever, it's okay, go ahead, go for it. No, you don't find that in the Bible. It tells you to tell your flesh to shut up and do what the Bible says. Are you listening to me? And we can do it, thank God, because he's made it possible for us. So being a doer of the word has the power to change anybody's life. Did you know that? And I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, even sinners, if they'll take biblical principle and apply it to their life, they'll get blessed. Because God watches over his word. And when you see people, you know, that are enjoying, I mean, they may not even know what in the world is going on, but there was some principle, some virtue, some whatever maybe that they learned growing up about, I don't lie, I'm always honest, my dad told, you know, I mean, however it works, and they may not know God from Adam, but because they employ the principle, the blessing of God comes upon them. Are you with me? So being a doer of the word, praise God, has the power to change anybody's life. Jesus continually taught about the value and power of being a, a doer of the word of God. You know, again, I made reference to the uh, Sermon on the Mount. At the very end, he said, Whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man that built his house on a rock. And then, of course, the guy who hears it but doesn't, sand and not so wise. He referred to him as foolish. You're foolish when you don't do the Bible. Now, I know in moments of you know, crisis or moments of anger or moments of whatever it is that we find ourselves being in, now I know none of you ever have that happen in your life. I'm just talking about the others. 
you know, in those moments, we're faced with decisions about our response and how we're going to, you know, uh, deal with whatever it is that we're going on. But dude, you be the wise person and choose the high road and do the thing that's right. Are you listening to me? Praise God. You know, somebody was telling me about a relationship that their son was in, and I'm thinking to myself, holy buckets. And so, because it, it wasn't a healthy relationship in any way, shape, or form. And uh, just by the description that this gal was given to me. And uh, um, I told her, I, you know, I said, you want some advice? And she says, well, yeah, I guess. And I says, tell your son to run, Amen. you know. Because um, what he gotten himself involved in, it, he runs a risk of ruining his life. God's Word works, and it is absolutely true. There may be things you don't understand or I don't understand or whatever the case might be, but listen, dude, at the end of the day, let God be true and every man a liar. Are you listening to me? And it's a good attitude to have because, you know, you'll run and you'll bump into people, dude, and they want to fight. You know, wow, by golly, I tell you, I... I run into them all the time. When you're a pastor, you run into them all the time. You just keep it smiling and nodding. Hallelujah. You know? Because at that moment, you're not really able to speak into their life anyway. Are you with me? Yeah. Hallelujah. So it's important that you behave yourself wise, wisely. Glory to God. Listen to this. You know, there was this gal, and you know how we've, we've deitized? Is that, the way, is that the right word? It, we, we've made a God out of Mary, you know? I mean, in culture anyway, whatever. You know, the, uh, Jesus cast the devil out of this, this person and sets him free. And right in the middle of that whole mess, this woman stands up and she makes this statement. She said, blessed is the womb that bear thee and the paps which you have sucked. And he said, yea, rather blessed are they that hear the word of God and do it. You know, in other words, it was like some kind of weird kind of whatever, whatever, you know, going on. And Jesus went right back to the whole ideas. You want to talk about getting blessed? Do the word. Do the word. But, but you know, people, they have all kinds of funny ideas, you know. So stay with the word of God. If, if somebody comes up to you and they got some weird kind of, you know, thing going on, you know, just walk away. And say, well, uh, let's talk about that later. The Bible says that the law of the Lord is perfect. The word of God is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart and the commandments of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Now listen to this. Moreover, by them your servant is what? Warned. And in the keeping of them there is what? Great reward. Glory to God. Doesn't that bless you? Praise God. You know, that's, that's what we want, isn't it? We want to be rewarded. And not only that, but the Bible will warn you about certain things. It's just like that deal, you know, as that, uh, this woman was describing the situation where her son was concerned. I just thought, man, this is not good. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of red flags. Bing, 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 bing. Bad, bad, bad. Run, 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 run. 
Run! You know? There's a scripture, <clears throat> it's interesting. You know, if we just look to the Word of God, wouldn't we be, uh, find ourselves in a lot better position? Huh? To obey what it is that the Bible has to say? I want to see if I can find this uh, scripture. Because the Bible has a lot to say about uh, how we're supposed to live and what we're supposed to do. If I can't find it, well then, I'll just, uh, you'll wonder what it was. Amen. I really want to find it, though. Okay, hang on. I bet it's in a different translation. I read the Proverbs, you know, one of them a day for 30 days. You can read the whole Proverbs in a month. Or 31 days, I guess I should say. But in here, you know, when, when Solomon is writing, he, he's talking to his son about, you know, um, um, adulterous women. You know, people that come around looking for, you know, the wrong things in the wrong place and all of this. And um, it must be in a different uh, translation than this one that I have because... Um, Basically, I wrote in the flyleaf of my Bible what Solomon was basically saying is, is if this ever happens to you, you better run the other way like you've never ran before. And it happens in the world in which we live. I mean, you know, men have susceptibility to this. Women have susceptibilities to these things. Because whether you realize it or not, when, when, when you begin to live for God, there's, there's a real virtue that begins to rise up within your life, and people see it, and people want it. Are you with me? And so you become a target a lot of times where, um, well, uh, the wrong kind of people uh, start sashaying up into your life, and that's when, you, like I said, you need to run the other way. Amen? By the word of God is your servant warned, and in the keeping of them there is great reward. Amen? Joseph understood that. He said, man, I can't. How can I do this? He said, your husband has given me everything. There isn't anything that I don't have authority over. And so he's just saying, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He ran. He tried to run. You know, she ripped his coat off and then, you know, conspired against him and all of this and that and the other. But, well, you get what I'm saying. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So, you know, what causes God's Word to work for us, work in our lives? Well, you know, when the Word gets preached, when we hear the Word of God, it's sown, isn't it? Just like when we read there in Ephesians, it says, put away lying, be angry and sin not, get the thing straightened out before nightfall, you know, when it talks about these different things, you know. How many of you know the Bible will help you if you'll listen? Well, I don't want to listen. Well, I understand that. You know, sometimes our flesh... It's got all kinds of ideas, but don't listen to it. Listen to the Bible. Huh? You know, hallelujah. So when the word gets preached, it gets sown in our lives, and then it has to be received. You know, if you don't receive what the Bible has to say, you know, and, and the nature of the word of God sometimes can be very corrective. Huh? To reprove or to correct is like, hey, nodhead, stop doing what you're doing. And, and how many of you know we don't always like to hear that? I said, uh, Nick, are you aware that sometimes we don't like to hear those things? Absolutely. None of us do. But if we're smart, 
if we're wise, we'll humble ourselves and in meekness receive what it is that God is trying to tell us. Why? Because he doesn't want you to drive off a cliff. He's trying to keep you from messing up your life. You know, well, you just don't see it my way. You just don't understand. You don't this, you don't that. Look, when, when, when all of that starts coming and you start hearing all that kind of business, dude, I can tell you right now, they're in no, I, I would say frame of mind, but maybe a better way of putting it, the attitude of their heart is just jacked. Does that make sense to you? I mean, you understand where I'm coming from? So we, we, we have to receive the word of God in those times as, well, in contrast to when Jesus went to his own hometown. It says he couldn't do anything for those people. He went there to bless them. He went there because he wanted to do something for them. But they didn't receive him for who he was, and so he could do, do their no mighty work, save he lay, laid his hands on a few. He marveled at their unbelief. And they went without. They didn't get the blessing of God in their life. So we hear the word preached. The word gets sown. We have to receive it. And once we receive it, then it has to be appropriated or put into practice. Now, you know, Joan and I came out of a basically a drug and alcohol uh, culture. And when we got saved, we had some decisions to make. Okay? I mean... It's, it's no different for any, and, and unfortunately, it was uh, a time when there was just a sweeping move of people coming into the kingdom of God, young people getting saved, turned on to the word of God. But I, I, unfortunately, I can't tell you that, you know, there was a, a huge percentage of people that stayed with it because a lot of them didn't. Are you listening to me? I mean, I could go down the list, you know, and I could, I could name all, all kinds of them. You know, and it's so true with regard to what the Bible said. Jesus said the seed gets sown, but there's some that ends up along the roadside. There's some that ends up with thorns and, you know, and this and that and the other, and it doesn't produce fruit. And that's exactly what happened. You know, it wasn't too, they received the word with glad. Oh, they're so excited because the reality of Jesus, I mean, at that moment in their life is real. But then when affliction or persecution starts to rise up because they're making a decision to become a follower of Christ, then all of a sudden the brakes get put on and it's decision-making time about what we're going to do. Are you with me? Are we going to keep following or are we going to listen to this, you know? And, and I got to tell you, unfortunately, like I said, a lot of them, they drifted back off into the shadows, man, started just doing the world's dirt. It's, a, it's so unfortunate. And the, the, the outcome of their lives could have been so much different. Are you listening to me? But these are decisions we make. You, you have choices you have to make. I have choices that I have to make, you know. Al Hatfield was one of the guys in this Bible study, you know. And same kind of deal. He, he made a decision, I'm going to follow God. And then he ran into her. That's the best thing that ever happened to him, you know. And, and so here, what are you going to celebrate for anniversary? 43. Isn't that awesome? Amen. You know, but it's because of decisions that we make. You know, I'm, I, 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 you know, you just have to say, I'm done with this. No more, you know, getting angry. No more lying. No more misbehaving. No more compromising. No, I'm not doing that, man, dude. I'm done. 
I'm going to live for him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going I'm, I'm to let my, my life, my demeanor, my, my temperament, my personality, uh, I'm going to allow the gifts, or not gifts, but the fruit of the Spirit to reign in my life. Not this other stuff. Because you never win. You always lose. Are you listening to me? And, and these are decisions that we can make. You know, and, and you say, but how do I become stronger? How does it happen? Well, you know, the Bible, again, it's simple, but it just says, give yourself to the word of, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The only thing I can tell you is, is let your heart and your mind be saturated with the word. It is a living thing and it is powerful and it, it will influence your life. You can't, you can't do it on your own. You know, and, and you see this all the time in Christians, you know, they, they, they drive their car, the car of their life, almost on empty. And then when something huge comes along, dude, they're toast. Are you with me? So it's like my father-in-law used to say, you know, this car runs just as good on the top half as it does on the bottom. So when it comes to your spiritual life, you want to make sure that it's almost full. Huh? Yeah. I've heard some people now, you know, because of the cost, they don't, they don't let it get under a half. They pull in, fill it back up again so it's not as painful. You know what I'm saying? Well, spiritually speaking, the same thing's true. And so you have to make it a priority. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I get that. I understand that, you know. I had a guy, um, one of my, I guess you'd call him a mentor. He was a uh, part of uh, the Foursquare Gospel uh, organization. And um, he came when we were at school. This would have been a long time ago, in 1977. And you wouldn't think that anybody would have anything to say that you would remember 45 or 50 years later. But that guy made a statement, and he said, if you're going to be a minister and you're going to be whatever it is that you do, you always have to preach out of your overflow, not out of your need. Yeah, that's good. You know? And I got to tell you, sometimes that can be really challenging. You're listening to me? Because you're not only, you know, feeding for yourself, but you got to get something that's worth saying, you know, when you stand up in a pulpit. So if that's true for the preacher, it might be true for us in our personal lives, you know. Amen. So something to think about. Y'all still glad you came tonight? Amen. This has been good. So when it comes to our personal lives, you'll hear people, that they say, well, when's my circumstance going to change? You know, when am I ever going to get out of this? What, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, the, the answer to that question is, I don't know. <laughs> a little, uh, maybe I would like to say a little of that depends on you, but it, I might rather say a lot of it probably depends on you. Okay, thank you so much. I knew that you would really enjoy that comment. But... <clears throat> Here's the thing. Things begin to change when you and I put the Word of God into practice. Some of you right now, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a, a storm in your life. And Jesus said, he that hears my sayings and does them is the wise one. And when all this is over with, you'll still be standing. And I tell you what, nothing could be more true so if you're in the middle of a storm right now and you're just, you know, 
You know, maybe you're flying upside down. My wife just keeps telling me, never let this plane get upside down. I don't want, you know, you can do whatever you want, but don't do, I don't even want that to happen, okay? Because it's not rated for that to happen. <laughs> that would not be good, all right? I guess if it happened, we could just kind of do a little barrel roll, you know, honey? No, okay, she says no, amen. Yeah, they structurally weren't quite designed for that, although you, can, you might make it out. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, we're talking about being in storms, you know? And um, storms of life, they come to all of us. Can't get around them. Stuff that, you know, looms up, explodes in front of us unexpectedly. But you know, God's living word never changes, you guys. And yes, I understand sometimes there can be some some length to having to endure to whatever it is that we're dealing with. But I'm telling you, God's faithful. Amen? You do your part, he'll do his. And I tell you what, you'll be blessed. Praise God. All right, let me leave you with one more verse of Scripture in Psalm 107, verse 20. Does anybody know what it says? He sent his word and healed them and delivered them. Is it there? From all, from their destructions. He sends his word to heal and to deliver. And that's the thing you need to know. If you need healing, that's the way it comes. You need delivered, that's the way it comes. You need answers, that's the way it comes. He sends his word. He'll give you a word. You know, now you obviously have to seek, but I tell you what, God's word will produce exactly what it's sent to do where it's received. All of God's works are done in faithfulness to his word. So, you know, if you have something, you know, that's going on in your life, ask yourself the question, what, what, what scripture, what word am I standing on? Well, he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. Or you might say, you know, I mean, I don't know what, you know, what the need might be, but you know, who his own self buries, bear our sins in his own body on a tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Okay? Well, I don't understand that you were business. Well, then get in the book and let the book get in you until you do. Let it come alive on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Because that's, those are the things that, that, that make a difference uh, to our... He sends his word... Here's a scripture, interesting scripture. I, I was just meditating on this in this, this scripture. Uh, it's Acts chapter 13, verse 26. When, uh, when um, uh, I think Abraham, or not Abraham, Paul was preaching. He said, men and brethren, he said, children of the stock of Abraham and whosoever among you that fears God, listen to this, to you is the word of this salvation, what? What is it? It's sent. He said, I'm telling you that he was talking about John the Baptist in this context, but he said, I want you to notice, to you is the word of this salvation sent. He sends his word. Are you with me? Now, you're familiar, and I am going to close, I promise, sometime. You're familiar with John chapter 1 where it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were created by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made, so on and so forth, you know that. And then it says in verse 14, And the Word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. What happened there? God sent His Word. He sent His Son, but He was God's Word manifested in the flesh. He sent His Word to humanity, and He began to preach. Now, the reason I use that verse of Scripture is in another place, I think this is when Peter was preaching, he said, unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, listen, sent him to bless you. Did what? He sent him to bless you. He sent him to bless you in turning every one of you away from his iniquities. I tell you what, when you turn away from your iniquities, you'll get blessed. Huh? And that's why Jesus was sent, so that he could help humanity. And so he could come alongside him and said, look, I've been sent from the Most High God. I've got a plan for your life. God loves you, and he wants to do amazing things in your life if you'll follow me, if you'll listen to me, if you'll do what I say, and I will see to it along with my Father that my word comes to pass in your life. Isn't that good? I tell you what, praise God, we got something to live for. We got some hope that we can be excited about. Because better things are in store for those who follow him. Can you say amen? Well, let's stand. i got to stop. You guys are great listeners, but, you know, if I don't, I won't. And so, hallelujah. God sends his word to lead us out of destructive behaviors. He did that for us. He said, you can't do this no more. You can't live like this anymore. You can't hang out with these people anymore. So we have decisions to make, don't we? You know? I'm not going to hang out with people that are negatrons, okay? I'm not going to hang out with people that are critical. I'm not going to hang out with people, you know, that don't have a good word. You know, faith always has a good report. So let's have a good report. And if we ain't got one, you just have to say, well, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> and that'd be smart, you know? I mean, if, if that's the best you can do, then praise God. Are you with me? But he sends his word to lead us out of destructive behaviors, destructive habits, hallelujah, whatever. And thank God we can obey it. We can do it. Everybody say, I can do the word. You can do the word, man. You can do the word. You say, yeah, but I'm such an idiot. I've, you know, messed it up so many times. Well, welcome to the party. You know, thank God his grace is sufficient on and on and on and on and on. Amen. I think it was, I don't know if it was Richard Roberts or Oral that preached this message, you know, the God of a second chance. And, you know, a lot of people, high-profile people, I mean, when they mess up, everybody knows about it. You with me? But I'm telling you what, God doesn't abandon somebody because they mess up. Huh? So whatever it is, it may not be something, you know, that anybody's even aware of, you know, but the reality is, is God's still faithful. And He loves us. He loves you. And he wants the best for you. Amen. So let's pray together. Father, I just thank you so much for this group of people and even those that are watching online that, God, you love us with an everlasting love and you have a plan, Father, that's quite literally out of this world. God, I pray that this will encourage the hearers tonight, Father, to, to strive to be doers of the word of God, to put away and, and, and have the things that are detrimental in their life Father, may they remove them in the name of Jesus. Unprofitable matters, voices, things, Father God, that, well, they just don't benefit. 
And I just thank you, Lord God, that as we seek to do the will of God, we seek to follow after your plan, your purpose, glory to God, that, Father God, you will make a way, that you will direct our paths, that you will, Father, provide what we need. And God, I just thank you for your blessing. Glory to God. Let's just raise one hand up toward heaven for a moment here. and Let's just praise him and thank him for a minute. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your mercy and your goodness, Father God. Thank you for your blessing, your kindness. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. We love you so much. Thank you, Lord. Praise your holy name. Well, while your heads are bowed there real quickly, your eyes are closed, no one's looking around. You know, somehow, um, you know, it may have been that some of the things I communicated here just, well, it turned a light on your life and you realize that there's some things that maybe need to be removed. And um, it's your decision, your choice. No one's going to make it for you, but... You know, um, I, don't, I don't ever believe that people come to my services or watch online by coincidence. I believe they're here by divine design. So if you happen to find yourself in that place and you say, you know, Pastor, I have an interest in your prayer. I'm a, I, I, I see I need to get a little something here right. So while every head bowed, every eye closed, if that happens to be you, let me see your hand wherever you're at. We'll pray with you. Okay, ma'am. Thank you. Anybody else? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. Things will be different for you. Hallelujah. Because of the choice that you're making tonight. Anybody else? Anyone? Pray this prayer with me, church. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your grace. I ask you, Lord, forgive me for my misstep and my wrongdoing. I come to you tonight for help. And I thank you so much for your aid. Guide me, Father, in the way you'd have me to go. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Now let's make this confession of our faith. You can look up here at me. Hallelujah. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you tonight for your living word. It is a light to my path. It shows me the way. And I choose to be a follower of you. Thank you, Lord for bringing blessing wherever I go because of your living word alive in my life. And I thank you, Father, that I will share what I have and what I've received from you with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Isn't that good? Glory to God. All right, you may be seated. We're going to receive.